by Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. Effective communication for 21st Century Utah. That's Syringa Networks, syringanetworks.net. It is the big show on a Friday. Austin Horton in for Jake Scott. Gordon Monson carrying things along with me today. And Gordon, uh, it's Father's Day this coming weekend, and one of the a really good father that I know of, Dale Murphy, uh, a legend in baseballs and now he'll be joining us in just moments. What is a very, what's one of your best Father's Day moments or memories in the 86 years you've been on this earth, Gordon? <laughs> well, I reflect back now that my dad has been gone for, he's been gone now for 19 years. Uh, I, I have fond memories of him particularly as they pertain to sports uh he's the one that made me first fall in love with him make me but uh because of his interest in sports it, it, it created interest in me and uh i have fond memory i remember watching the ice bowl with my dad watching mm. the packers and the cowboys we we weren't there thankfully because it was like minus 50 degrees but uh i remember watching that with him on tv and how cool that was my dad was also the manager of my little league baseball team and that was really cool to be able to share those kinds of experience i i have a i have a ton of them and i appreciate you yesterday bringing up the whole incident with me running <laughs> my dad over but uh anyway uh it, it's it's i i could get very emotional thinking about uh, my connection to my dad i'm sure he laughed about that moment <laughs> well it was fun it was it was uh, when I caught him between the two cars, my mom was there, and she yelled out, move the car, move the car. So I moved the car, out and I felt horrible. I mm. felt terrible. I was like 17 years old. or six, No, I was 16, something like that. And uh, when I went in the house, my dad had gone into the house and sat down, and he he called me, and I went in there, and he put his – my dad was a big man, 6'6", 290, and he put that big bear paw – of a uh, hand uh, around me and told me it'd be okay. Oh, and, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice moment for me. I needed that in that moment. Well, that's Gordon Monson. Uh, he runs uh, his father over with a car. A man who would never do <laughs> such an egregious thing joins us now on the line. The great Dale Murphy with us on uh, the big show on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Dale, thank you for giving us a few moments here on the show. We were just talking about Father's Day memories, and now you've got Grandfather's Day memories as the years have gone on. <laughs> yeah, number 15's on the way. My word. Wow. That? <laughs> How many is Jake responsible no. for at this point? Jake's got three. Wow. That time yeah. flies, man. Yeah. Now, wait a second. No, wait a I second. Know. Dale, you're not old enough to have 15 grandkids, are you? No, I'm not. I should never. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, I know it. I, I just shake our heads sometimes, but. It's the it's the best. Grand, Grandfather's Day is a lot better than. Well, I shouldn't say that. Probably that just came across wrong. But, uh, but but you know what I mean. Being a grand being a grand. You know what I tell people. It's like, although I never was a DH in in my career. I, I being a grandpa is like being a DH in baseball. You know. So that's what I think. You, just you get, get to have the all season the season off. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. right exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. No defense, just hit the ball and, you know, get to have fun with those kids. So, exactly. yeah, know, it's, uh, 
It's great. Dale, it's, it's funny because when Austin asked me about that, I started thinking about my dad. And it's amazing the, 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 uh, the place baseball had in connecting me with my dad. I mean, my dad was Mr. Responsibility. He was all about being conscientious, and I was just a knucklehead kid. But we both loved baseball, and I'll, I'll never forget that connection with him. And some of my fondest memories have to do with that particular game. I know some people think that's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true in so many lives. I hope I hope that tradition c- carries on. Yeah, I was I was optimistic about seeing some baseball till the Phillies came out with an announcement about mm-hmm. something going on at their training facility but i still think i still think we're going to see some baseball this year um and um even though it's a frustrating time for us fans of the game really when you look at all that has gone on it's such a crazy time i think they'll do a miraculous job if we get some baseball back and uh but but so anyway i'm still pulling for that i'm still optimistic for some baseball this year but gordon to your point and, of course, now that I've been retired all these years and talking to people and social media, there, there is I, – I, I really believe this, and, and, and I, I think we've got a lot – thousands and millions of people who say the same thing that you just said. There is something about the pace of the game, and when you do go to it with your family, there is a possibility of some really unique bonding – just because it's, I don't know what the answer is. I think some, you know, basketball is a little more hectic, not a lot of downtime football, you know, it's football and it's great. And, you know, I'm sure people bond with their father, you know, and mother at those sports, but I hear what you say time and time and time again of the memories they 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 have with their family mom and dad and typically it's it's dad who's the fan of watching the games or listening on the radio in the summer and uh just i i, I there's something unique about the sport that uh i i, I feel is is we we got to be careful i think there's we got to be careful with sustaining this game i think there's some challenges in the game um that uh you know, that need to be addressed. So we can keep the – it's a great game. we got to keep it going. Keep it going. Dell, uh, I'm a big fan of baseball. It's my favorite sport. I've been an Angels fan my entire life. Uh, I went to several Braves games uh, growing up as a youngster, and I, I'm in love with the game. I have been since a young age and since it is Father's Day. Along, it's, I got introduced to it by my, my father and have many fun memories of family time in the backyard throwing the ball around and going to games and playing in games. But the strike happened in 1994. I believe you retired the previous season was your final season. Isn't that right? Yes. And so yeah. I was too a little too young to really understand the frustration with the fan base when it came to the strike. But I'm not too young now to understand and share in the frustration of what's going on with these current negotiations. And we just saw that Major League Baseball has rejected the 70-game proposal from the Players Association. What are the similarities and differences between how they were handling the strike stoppage and now the pandemic or whatever we want to call it stoppage now? Wow, good question. Uh, you know, being a player, I'm you know, I'm by, I'm on the player's side. I just, 
you know, that's just my default position. I'm not saying we haven't made mistakes, and uh, but but uh, you know, with my upbringing, so to speak, in the game, when I was 19, my first spring training as a catcher, I wasn't a big league player, but I was a catcher, so I went to the big leagues. I, I was listening to Marvin Miller every spring training, hmm. and so I, I got. Uh, you know that's that's my upbringing in baseball as far as the players are concerned so i'm a staunch players guy but but um i think what happened in 94 uh the same thing the, the similarities maybe are and maybe more so now if we're not reading the room very good uh one of the things that people are saying is that what brought manfred back to the table was the reaction he got about four or five days ago when he said, uh, you know, he said 100% we're going to play, and then he said, I'm not so sure we're going to play, and people were just like, look, I've had enough. This, the challenge is bad history between the owners and players is really getting exposed in a, in a, in a, in a uh, uh, negotiation that had to be about the legacy of the game. I don't know how you propose that as either a player or an owner, but this was a situation that was missed where the whole negotiation needs to be based, as corny as it sounds, on the love of the game and the future of the game. And everybody's going to take a hit. Let's just take our lumps. This is a weird time. It's pandemic. Uh, we're, we're not going to sit here in front of people and argue about the millions of dollars we're going to lose. It is not going to go over well. We lost fans in 94 when the, the World Series got canceled. And, and if, there, if the reason is, if, if the coronavirus pandemic keeps us from playing, I think people will understand. But what we're going through now is, is showing the ugly side more so now than ever before because of two things, social media and the pandemic has created a situation where people are paying attention to a lot of things. And uh, they're paying more attention to this. And we're, if, if they can't get an agreement because, because of the money or the amount of games, I, I really worry we're going to lose a lot of fans. And a lot of people have said it's going to be worse than 94. So I have my concerns. My optimism lies in the fact that I'm optimistic there'll be someone that comes in and says, guys, we we got to play <laughs> both sides, you know, and it's, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I'm really worried. This was a this was a good of the game legacy negotiation, not about money. And I, that's that's probably Pollyannish on my side, but that's the way I look at it. And we're we're getting into areas where, you know, it's just ugly and turning people off, unfortunately. Right. Two-time NL MVP Dale Murphy joins us here on the Big Show. Dale, I one side wants seventy games, the other side wants sixty. Why not play sixty-five? Well, I don't I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I, that's how I. That's that's how I thought it went. You know, the guy wanted ten thousand dollars for the car. I offered him nine, and <laughs> you know, and I ended up paying him ten thousand dollars. So. <laughs> no, you know, you meet in the middle. I I don't know, and I'll you know look. I don't know details. I know what everybody else knows and what we read. And, 
but a very frustrating time. I, I know fans are frustrated, and we're all frustrated. We, well, I hope we get it. I, I, I hope something something happens. I'm, I'm still optimistic. Another baseball question, selfishly, from my standpoint here for you, Dale. Is it absolutely insane and crazy for me to die on the hill that Mike Trout is already the greatest baseball player to ever walk the earth? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Already the greatest ever? I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, if he retired right now? <laughs> no, I mean, projecting he has, a, you know, a healthy full uh, full career. I oh, believe yeah. that he'll no, end no. up being that, yeah. No, you're not crazy, no. Yeah. Did you see what his rookie card went for? No. A month or so ago? I know I didn't have enough. I know that. Oh, no, no, no. I don't. I think all three of us didn't have enough <laughs> combined. What was it? Do no, it was... Just, just Google it, uh, and I'll say this after, uh, you know, you guys can Google it after I get off, but <laughs> I I, thought, I think it was $700,000 or 800000 So the, the point is, someone's banking on, you know, that he will be the best. 900000 uh, Dale, 900 Well, there, I under, wow. undershot it. Uh, Unbelievable. So I don't think that's, I have to say, just as a side note, there's some strange things going on during this pandemic on memorabilia. I mean, there have been some absolute remarkable uh, investments in the memorabilia um, situation uh, in sports during this pandemic, and that was one of them. That that, and there was somebody else. Oh, uh, who's the MVP from the Brewers? His rookie card. Uh, what's his name? Yelich. Uh, Yelich's rookie card went for I don't I don't even know a hundred or something, but the wow. hundred thousand. Uh, so anyway, the popular opinion is that he on his current pace, obviously, will be the best. I mean, it's a remarkable era to live in. We're in such a crummy time now for the game, but we're living in a time where we get to watch very, very potentially, obviously, the the greatest player in the game, statistically speaking, which is, you know, how everything's measured. And, I mean, he's got a ways to go. I mean, you start looking at some numbers, you know, it's still – it's still a ways to go, but he's on, on pace, and all his numbers certainly point to that. Dale, I have a question within a question. <laughs> the first part of it is, how, where are you on comparing players from one era to another? Because when I think of Babe Ruth, I, I think this guy was hitting more home runs than all the rest of the players in the league combined, if I remember correctly. But... I don't know, you know, when you talk about the modern athlete, he is superior probably to the athlete back in the day. Uh, Where where are you on that? And the question within that is, have you ever broken down Babe Ruth's swing? Have you ever looked at his game and tried to figure out what made him so great? Well, on the first question, comparing players, uh, it's (laughs) – and, of course, we're just talking about Mike Trout – you, you have to be so careful. Look, look at, uh, I mean, let's just take the steroid era away with the training and the, and the amount of games these kids play now. They are ready at a younger age. I'll take Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves, who is a potential 40-40 guy, uh, you know, and he's 20, 21 years old. I wasn't in the big leagues till I was 21 my first full year, and I think I got that wrong. I think I was 22. But I was still raw, so to speak. These guys are polished. So, so, so I, I have to say, generally, I, 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 I stray away from comparisons. We can look at the numbers. And here's one good thing that baseball has done. 
where in other sports, I don't think we, we are relatively unchanged. The, the bases, the ballparks are basically the same size. We're still using wooden bats. Now, think about the other sports, particularly golf. I don't think there's any question in my mind who is the greatest golfer in the world. It's Jack Nicklaus. Hmm. I mean, if you gave his equipment to these players now and, and the balls that Jack was Nick, like I know him, uh, <laughs> that Nicklaus and all those guys were playing with, uh, it, it's it, it's to to me uh, golf made a a little bit of an error going to all this technology because you there is no comparison. Baseball still has the ability a little bit to to compare, but I I uh, um, by and large I I tend to be very careful comparing guys and breaking down Babe Ruth's swing. Um, I I haven't. I, I would say from a lot of the films that I see of old players, he was the first player that looked like he was trying to hit a home run. Everybody else looks like they were just trying to make contact. And uh, he revolutionized the game in that way, and he was just, you know, far, you know. But you you can, you know, you can say some things and look at some things and say, you know, these athletes today are much better than we were, and the next generation is, is going to be, you know, better than this generation just the way things are they should be they should be better athletes than we were dale before we we let you go and thank you so much for your time today i wanted to ask you for a comment and your opinion and and your feelings on the social side of our country and our world right now as we're trying to make real change in regards to black lives matter and police brutality and just making sure that everyone has an equal fair shot at life that's the idea of this country, isn't it? What are your thoughts on the current uh, temperature of our country? Well, uh, I'm probably right along with everybody else. I think we're in a, a um, unique moment uh, in our history because of the, the, uh, the state of our country and the world with pandemic is concerned. Uh, it, it created an atmosphere, a feeling I said I saw I read someone the other day that they said during this pandemic, I've listened to my music differently, and I caught myself doing the same thing. Listening out for a walk, I'd have my, you know, my uh, AirPods on, I'd be listening to a song. I go, man, those words really strike me differently now as I've seen the challenges our country has gone through, and um, and and then all of a sudden, George Floyd. Um, uh, Killing was brought into into our consciousness uh, of something as, that has been going on for many years and many generations. But we are in a position to where we were open and listening, and so I think um, it's it's uh, a time for all of us to be open and and listen and and really really seriously listen. And I think our country will be better for it. So we have some issues that. Uh, that uh, we need to address and listen, and we we do uh, we, we got to recognize that that this things are not equal and fair as as they as they should be in our country. We sh- we we're better, we're better, and we 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 need to listen. He's the uh, the great incomparable Dale Murphy. Thank you so much for a few moments of your time. We always love having you here on the Zone and on the Big Show. And you have a good Happy Father's Day weekend, will you? Thanks, guys. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Dale.
Take yeah. care there. Dale Murphy joining us on the Sprint special guest line presented by Sprint and T-Mobile now together in action there. Gordon, a lot of good thoughts there from Dale Murphy. Always a treasure. Oh, yeah. Dale is is one of the all-time greats. Uh, of all the athletes I can think of who is highly respected, he may be at the top of that list when you take the whole ball of wax. You know, yeah. you talk about his performance on the field. You talk about the way he represented himself and his team, the way he went about his business with the everyday fan. Uh, no, I can't. I, I can't think of anybody I would put ahead of Dale. So me neither. When he speaks, people, I, I, I nominated him to be commissioner of baseball a number of years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, I but, do. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's that's uh, how highly I think of one Dale Murphy. So maybe one day he'll be in the Hall of Fame, huh? Well, right now I'd take your left shoe to be commissioner of baseball over what uh, is currently <laughs> happening there, but that's for another discussion at another time. I told I told you about this. I I I was in Italy. I was at the uh the Vatican and forgive me for telling the story again, but if you haven't heard it <laughs> I was there at the Vatican, and I ran across some other Americans who happened to be from Atlanta, huge Atlanta Braves fans, huge Atlanta Braves fans. And uh, somehow in the conversation, <laughs> it came up that I that I had had a, some relationship with Dale Murphy. Hmm. And they they did everything but get down on their hands and knees and bow before me uh, the fact that i i consider dale murphy a bit of a friend and uh <laughs> and they were offering to buy me lunch and <laughs> i said the, the spirit of dale murphy lives on in atlanta i'll say it that way uh, i'm gonna try that i'm gonna hey i know dale murphy you want to buy me some food please no <laughs> No, no, you got to get it right. You got to play it right. You don't say that. Oh. You just say, oh, yeah, you're probably Dale Murphy yeah, fans. And they say, oh, we love Dale Murphy. You say, yeah, you know, he's a friend of mine. And then and then you don't ask for it. It just comes you know, after I'm you hungry. state the uh, fact. Yeah. So, yeah, I, two well, things. I worked at the you know, I'm time, really hungry. So, and two, I know Dale Murphy. And I know John, so, yeah. John Wooden taught me how to shoot the free throw. <laughs> Juice Newton taught me how to play polo. And I ever tell you about the time that Casey Kasem wrote me a, a, a fan letter and said he was a big fan of something I'd written. And Dale Murphy's the same. So, uh, let's Dale's get probably going, hey, don't take my name in vein like that <laughs> all right coming up next we've got a short what's going on some college football details uh, a big vote took place and kind of went under the radar we'll hear about that but now it's time for a basketball update Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. With the Orlando bubble playoffs and uh, final eight regular season games looming next month, Florida had their highest number ever in positive COVID tests uh, today. 
3,000 plus down there in Florida. We'll see what that impact that has on the NBA's plans. Uh, The movement to whether or not it will distract from the movement to play or therefore uh, bring up the movement even more by playing. Danny Green says more change will be created by playing, but according to reports from Yahoo Sports, agents around the league are advising their players against speaking forcefully on social issues. We'll keep an eye on that moving forward. And in case you missed it, former Jasmine Anis Cantor said today his father, after seven years imprisonment in Turkey, was released. That is a back-to-basketball update brought to you by Zions Bank.